Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Dropkick Podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us. She's a broadcast personality. She has her very own podcast, which is called What's on Georgia's Mind. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. She's also part of the Hart family. And she is the daughter of the late, great British Bulldog. Please help me welcome at this time, Georgia Smith. How are you doing today, Georgia? I'm good. I'm I'm really good. Um, you know, I'm so happy to be a part of this podcast, and um, I feel like it's something near and dear to my heart. And mm-hmm. are you guys are fellow Canadians as well? Yeah. Yes, we are. So it just works out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't do podcasts often. Um, this is probably like my third one in maybe like five years. I mm-hmm. decline them all because it's usually the same type of thing. But when you mentioned, you know, it's about connecting with mental illness and things like that, like that, I respond to that. And because mm-hmm. I suffer with anxiety and things like that. So I felt like this was just something unique and people, I think it's becoming more aware. People are becoming more aware of it. And I was happy to yeah. talk to you guys about it. For sure. Um, how's quarantine been for you? <laughs> <laughs> It's been okay, actually. I feel like if I had, like, unlimited money and, like, the gyms had been open, it probably would have been okay. (laughs) (laughs) There was, like, nothing. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. Um, But I've got my brother, luckily, so we've just been kind of keeping each other occupied and watching, Mm binge-watching things and getting fat. Well, he's not. I am. (laughs) 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 Overall, it's been been okay. It's just kind of made me, like, appreciate things more, and it just kind of shows you that... Things that we were stressing about so much doesn't really matter. If that mm-hmm. makes like yeah, just that, that, and it's like you know we've got our health. You know I've got my family, and you know that's that's what I felt like was important to me. For sure, yeah, family yeah. comes first. You know, in terms of this whole pandemic thing, and it makes you really realize you know what's important and the things we shouldn't take for granted. And you know, exactly. I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of family, you are actually part of one of the most legendary wrestling families of all time. And you are the daughter of a legendary wrestler, the British Bulldog. So what are some of your fondest memories with your father? Fondest memories? I actually did an interview today and they're asking me about that. And the thing is, is like growing up, I didn't really see my dad often. Um, mm-hmm. just, my brother and I just saw him on TV. So that's why I refer to my dad as Davey, because that's what mm-hmm. he <laughs> Davy, Davy, and then when he'd come home, my mom would call him Davy. So he was Davy, and then I'd call him Diamondite, <laughs> a, a dynamite. When I was and I remember uh, Matilda a bit. My brother would have a better memory of her, but I just remember traveling with my dad a lot. Like he included my brother and I in all of his big events, which was really fun. And I got to experience being on an airplane super young. That's why I'm just probably have ear problems <laughs> because of it now, popping <laughs> all the time. But um. I remember, um, like, walking Winston into the arena. I think it was in Anaheim, WrestleMania 7, like, just walking him, like, to the backstage. And that yeah. I forgot that. I just thought that was really cool. He didn't really – wasn't really receptive to me. But when my dad got the leash, he was like, oh, you're, you're, you're who I go with. Um, but <laughs> like a dog. Oh, my God. Um, mm-hmm. So what else was there? I remember, like, being at Wembley Stadium, uh, my brother and I being there when I was, like, four or five years old. Um, I just like remember bits of that, but that was that was really fun and going from um, Goldborn to where my dad's from to London on the train for that that was exciting. And we you know my brother and I were in the nosebleed seats, the royal boxes. Um, yeah, <laughs> the ring was like that big, um, and it was just really exciting. And then leading up to the later '90s with the in your house, the Canadian Stampede. Mm-hmm. 
that was probably like the loudest event I've ever been to, like the craziest. And uh, but yeah. going looking back on it now, that was probably the last time my family was like united, like where we were all mm-hmm. the same age, all you know, getting along, all positive. Sure. And then it kind of went downhill after that, unfortunately. But um, I was like, I had a really good childhood growing up, and I was lucky to have the dad that I did. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get to see him as often as I did, but. You know, kids at school are like, wow, that's your dad. And, you know, it's yeah. Point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, life's pretty good when your dad's, you know, the British Bulldog. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of him a little bit and his legacy, what does he mean for you and your brother and the rest of your family for him to be inducted into this year's, you know, Hall of Fame? Uh, how is that for you? What was your initial reaction to that? My initial reaction, I was just speechless. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my brother, he pu- pulled a little false finish on us when he told us. Like, <laughs> I-, I went to go to H&R Block <laughs> to do something. And he texted me and he's like, oh, I've got some really good news. What champagne should we get? And I was like, huh? Uh, okay. <laughs> and then he was kind of hinting like maybe he was getting signed with AEW or something. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go with them. And I was like, we're sitting down. I was like, OK, all right. Well, that's that's positive. That's good news. And then he got my mom on the FaceTime and he got us all three. And he's like, so I got good news. And he's like, well, Davey's going into the Hall of Fame. And I was like, what? What about the <laughs> thing? He's like, well, I just, I needed you to make sure you were here for this call. And like, we were all together and I didn't want to, I wanted all Absolutely. of us, you guys to know at the same time. I was like, this is like one surprise and that surprise. And that wasn't real. <laughs> it was like, oh God. Yeah. And I was just speechless. I was like, you're joking me. You're joking me. He's like, no, it's yeah. happening. And I was just like, wow. Um, mm-hmm. I, was just, I just could have cried because it's just something that I've been waiting for for, well, obviously everybody's been waiting for for Everything. so long. And I was really hoping it was going to happen because it was going to be in Tampa and um, where we live and my dad lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, you know, I'm still, I still can't believe it's, it's happening. And I'm so grateful that yeah. have, they've, they've, they've allowed it to happen and, they they thought right this is the time to do it and you know WWE has their rhyme and reason for doing things and you know some people may have been like it's long overdue but mm-hmm. things happen the way they're meant to and yeah I'm, absolutely I'm glad that it's, it's it's happened and my dad's being recognized for his contributions and he worked so hard for everything that he did absolutely yeah so long and I feel like he's in his rightful place and you know mm-hmm. I can't wait till the day that can actually walk the stage and do it <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah uh better late than never right so exactly um, yeah. yeah yeah definitely um so we actually had fellow uh heart family member tyson kid on the on the podcast yeah for an interview and um he said that um owen hart was probably the funniest member of the Hart family, and he had the most ribs. So whether it's Owen or anybody, what do you think is the funniest memory or prank or rib that anyone in the Hart family has done? Oh, boy. There's, like, so many. I mean, <laughs> my, my brother, he he keeps me laughing a lot, like, during this whole quarantine with uh, yeah. making those old prank calls to people. <laughs> um uh that's that's just like what owen did and Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know if you guys have seen on my dad's instagram page but i have if you go down like maybe to like august time i've got a video of my of an owen and davy prank that you guys should listen to so that one i'll definitely check that one's i'll check it out yeah Yeah. so listen to that because i can't do it justice 
<laughs> Absolutely. But um, I was watching one of your interviews last night, and um, in a previous interview, you talked about, you know, going backstage, as you mentioned earlier, and um, what was that like, you know, going backstage at your first, like, WWE event or whatever? Um, what was your first impression of Vince McMahon? Was he intimidating? Mm, to be honest, I didn't really ever, like, see Vince because mm-hmm. he was doing his own thing it was only like when he called the house to speak to my dad and i'd be like that's vince mcmahon like you can't not know his voice um and whenever right. i get the call because my dad would be kind of like i'm, I'm busy i don't i don't want to talk to anybody right now and i'd be like well you got vince mcmahon on the phone you kind of got to answer this <laughs> so i would only see here like that and then it wasn't until i like properly really saw him at owen's funeral and he was nice and all the times I've seen him after that, he's been nice. Uh, I remember after my dad's funeral, we we all had like a group discussion. It was like me, my mom, Harry, Jim Ross, Natty, TJ, Stephanie, Hunter, and Vince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was at all in one room backstage. And Vince was just talking about like, I don't even know how the conversation came up, but how he he struggled so much in school and trying to be like what his dad wanted and um getting the 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 marks and how hard he was on him trying to do good in school his dad was mm-hmm. and how like, he had like a legit learning disability and oh, I wow. don't know that but Vince has like yeah wow. he's got like dyslexia and like he can't you know um I think he's got like ADD um which which makes sense because you know he's always he's <laughs> doing, always all over the place he's man. Doing yeah. things. um Mm-hmm. But I was just like, wow, because I really struggled in school and I was always like felt bad that like I didn't do as well as I wanted or maybe as well as like my mom had hoped at one point in time. And I was just like, and it was just nice to hear him yeah, say that, you know, mm-hmm. but that, yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you can relate with someone like Vince, you know, Vince McMahon, I think that's like, that says something because it's like, oh, he's actually human. You know, he actually, you know, goes through these things and it's like, okay, like I can, you know, feel a bit comfortable, you know, about what I'm going through. And it's like, you know, a mutual understanding of both sides. So, yeah, absolutely. I had asked him, I said, what advice do you have for me, like with with school? Because like, I just Mm -hmm. don't get it like I don't seem to fit in I don't seem to and he's like it it gets better over time and like you'll find your own path like even if For you sure. hate it and yeah that, that's he's amazing right. because yeah like even for even like not even just Vince like a lot of us we we seem to forget that even the wrestlers like they seem so larger than life but they're people just like us yeah. and they've all had similar struggles so like hearing something like that it's really it's really good to hear but yeah so um i i'm curious uh do you have any aspirations of stepping in the ring and wrestling one day or have you ever had aspirations no they asked me that question earlier today too um <laughs> no i think i'm a little too old for that um but i just never had that desire to get into the ring it was always something that like harry had the passion for like you got Harry playing with his wrestling dolls, and you got me playing with my Barbies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was his thing. And, you know, and that was something him and my dad bonded over. And, like, you know, Harry's made to wrestle. Like, he's, you know, third generation pedigree, six foot five to 70. Like, that is his DNA. Where mm-hmm. with me, I mean, it just it just never really clicked with me. And, I, and like, For at sure. an early age, 
or like in my teens, my dad just kind of like made clear to me, like, I, that's not something I want my daughter to do. Like it's, it was more of a male dominated sport, um, mm-hmm. you know, back in the early two thousands, you know, prior to that. And, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe if wrestling, women's wrestling today, was it, was how it was like, if we could go back to, and make it like how it was then, maybe I would have like, if I had Natty to look up to, like as a team, mm-hmm. oh, that's what I want to do. But at the For time sure. it wasn't like that. Right. So it was, Absolutely. you know, like, uh, <laughs> puppies and stuff like that, <laughs> matches, which it was like, no, that's not a, not going to be happening. Yeah, uh, sure. And also like, it, like I, I had said earlier to, to the, another interview, like it takes a special type of person to want to do that because it's yeah. a lot. And yeah, some people like, oh, they just go in there and it's nothing and it's all fake. No, like you have to, like, the, the travel schedule, the in-ring, you have to, it's like working in your head. Uh, yeah. Try to be quick, sure. you know, on your feet, yeah. memorizing mm-hmm. and like, and, you know, making sure it looks good. And you've got all these different cameras and all these different angles that you have to keep in mind of mm-hmm. what's going to go over with the crowd. It's just like, I know, obviously, like, I'm just in a lot. And right. I just have anxiety as it is. So it just wasn't, wouldn't be a good combination. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. Uh, I give credit. I commend anybody, man or woman, who steps in there and gives it their all because it's, it's not easy. Sure, it takes a lot, you know, mentally yeah. and physically, you know, but yeah, um, yeah. definitely. But like uh, speaking of mentally on our podcast, as we said earlier, we really like to tap into mental health because we feel it's something that a lot of people struggle with. So if you're comfortable, of course, um, have you ever struggled with your mental health? And do you have any advice for people who are watching that could be struggling? Uh, yes. Well, um, I've struggled with like anxiety for, oh, God. I don't know how many years now, but I think it all kind of triggered like when my dad died mm-hmm. and there was, I mean, and the, just, there was just like with Owen and then my, well, prior to that, it was my cousin, Matt, who died at a young age at 13. And then it was Owen and then my grandmother and then my aunt, my aunt, my grandma, that's my mom, or sorry, my dad's mom and my dad's sister. They died like three months apart. Mm-hmm. I think it, it really affected my dad. And so, and then after, and then it was like my dad happened and then my grandpa happened and I'm just kind of like always expecting like the worst with, with mm-hmm. life in general. Like I'm always expecting yeah. the worst outcome because it's like, Oh, well this has happened. Like this, no, no good's going to happen. Or I just, I just think the worst and that's not a good way to think. Um, but I think as well as like, we just, we just can't have that. I don't want to say that victim mentality, but it's like right. you know, dad wouldn't want me to be sitting around dwelling and not getting up out of bed and like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, just you just got to make it work. And I feel like what's really helped me is like physical activity. Yeah, for sure. And I think I get the best ideas when I'm working out. And mm-hmm. um, I think I release a lot of endorphins. And I think and I think like, what would Davey do? Because my dad wouldn't sit around and be dwelling. Mm-hmm. Owen died, his sister died, his mom died. My dad wasn't just sitting around. My dad was like, let, let me get up. Let me go to work. Let me let me do this. Let me work out. Mm-hmm. And when when you have a mindset like that, and I know sometimes it's easier said than done, and it can be kind of like un, unrealistic, but just try it. Just take one step at a time. You know what I mean? To plan For sure. Things. And right. it makes a big difference. And I think Absolutely. as well as limit your time on social media. Yeah. Even There's so much toxicity yeah. going around nowadays, especially now, because like, you know, um, 
like you go on Twitter and it's it's a you know shit show because like all these allegations are coming out and it's just like you know it's terrible you know for the people that I know personally that, that went through you know it, it sucks for them but you know my sports with them but again like I, I I'm with you on that 100 you know social media plays such a big factor and you know contributing to, you know terrible mental health and everything but yeah like um again I think the law of attraction really plays a big part um. Yeah. For sure, because I think what you put out in the universe, like if you put good thoughts out, then I think that comes back to you in a good way. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. totally. I feel like that, too. And I feel like my dad had that mindset, like you get what you put in. Yeah. If you just put out there, like like, for example, working out and and doing things and doing things for yourself or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe like limiting your time on social media and putting like maybe writing in a journal. I know it's like writing in a journal, whatever, but it might help. It might help somebody. Or sure, if you, yeah. like get an adult coloring book, or if you just like want to do your makeup, or just do things mm-hmm. that make yourself make make you feel better. Right. But sometimes Absolutely. social media, like you were saying, it's just sometimes it's just so toxic, right. and it's just unreal, like unreal. And with some people, I mean, even me, like I'll see something, I'll be like, whoa, like that really mm-hmm. fine. But what I would suggest is if you get people that attack you block them and or delete them and don't look at it again for sure yeah i you know it's great that we have a block button nowadays you know and stuff like back then because i feel like if you have social media if you have social media in the 90s you know it would be worse because you know i think wrestling was you know in the attitude era of course and i mean you couldn't imagine what people have to say about like some of the (laughs) things but man like yeah especially like the way that the business was like imagine like um sean and brett going at it oh twitter i know (laughs) i know and i feel like my dad like would not even take it seriously like he would just be like okay well i'd like to see see them do what i'm doing (laughs) i mean that's what it should be absolutely right because um people give crap to like other wrestlers like oh that's fake then you know why don't you come try for yourself see how it feels you know what i mean yeah but like if it was that easy, everybody would go to the WWE and make their millions. But in reality, it's not. So. It's yeah. not. It's not. And I'm glad you guys appreciate the sport for what it is because I deal Absolutely. with so many people on a daily basis that are like, oh, so your brother does the fake stuff. And I'm like. Mm. Yeah, about that. <laughs> Say that to his face. <laughs> about that, yeah. About that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But um, like once again, if you're comfortable sharing, do you have yeah. any idea what common mental health struggles your father or any wrestler could have gone through while on that intense schedule? Um, I think my dad uh, dealt with depression. I think he mm-hmm. dealt with that, but I didn't really realize that till like later on. And I don't know. I think my dad he did have anxiety, and I think that's where I I get it from. I think it's genetically from him. My mom is, she's more depressed, but my dad, I think, uh, in school and stuff, he, he had to, he was diagnosed with anxiety. And uh, I think he struggled with that, but then got into wrestling, which helped him. Again, mm-hmm. an outlet, because uh, I think he was kind of hanging around with, like, the bad crowds um, growing up. And then he found wrestling, and it kind of changed for his life for the better. Um, but that was, he, he, he had a lot of depression, obviously, after with, with his sister and his mom and Owen, 
And I think things affected him like that one night only. Like I know it was like just a match or, you know, but I think that that really, I don't think my dad kind of looked at wrestling the same after that, if that makes yeah. sense. And I think that kind of deeply hurt him. I think he, I mean, he, he had moved on and stuff and he had gone back to WWE after that. But I think at that point in time, he was just like, of course, you know, it's family. So, you know, like just kind of was like, whatever, just kind of, mm-hmm. and when you get to that point of like you, when you love something so much and you just kind of don't care, that's when you yeah. know it's not a problem. Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing is you got to be self-aware, you know, you got to ask yourself like, hey, is this really worth the time and worth my body? Because, you know, you're going out there, you're bumping in the ring, you know, it's not only TV, there's house shows and people don't really, you know, take that in. There's like, oh, yeah, they wrestle on TV, like on Raw or SmackDown or whatever now, right? Or even back then. But um now and there's always been house shows and people don't understand that i think the mental toll is another and the physical toll is another and if you combine the two you know you get a lot on your plate and i think people should really respect that you know not just for the people in the ring like people in the business like people who are writing money Night raw like you gotta write a you know four hour show or whatever it is like three hours now but yeah. yeah like it takes a lot absolutely it's um demanding yeah and especially if fans don't like it well you know chew it back out and just spit it right in your face and that's sometimes a harsh reality but i think people just gotta remember like hey you know if it if i don't know that pe- person personally then why should i take it personal you know what i mean so yeah, exactly yeah um like you mentioned uh, social media can you know play a big factor in mental health um but it can also be an amazing place and also a toxic place for yeah. instance uh, many people in the public eye ha- deal with cyberbullying and a lot of hate. Um, what do you do to, like, um, block the hate, for instance? Have you ever had an issue with that? Oh, yeah. I get it, like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, like, <laughs> but it is funny. Um, but I just think when somebody spews hate to mm-hmm. somebody they don't know, that's saying something about them. For sure. Yeah, and definitely. It's not, and it's just saying like, and I'm like, what could you possibly like have so much hate that you hate me so much that right. you call me this, this, and this, and it's like, oh, because they're they're mad, right? They're mad. And it's like mm-hmm. clearly I have something that they don't have, or they they're just like, but normal, regular, happy people don't talk like that to other people, whether Absolutely. it's in person don't. or online, but. Mm-hmm. Because like they're they've got nothing but time on their hands and they go when you go out of your way to do that and to Mm -hmm. write that's that's something not right there and absolutely something about you Mm -hmm. yeah hate people should look at it yeah Yeah, hate doesn't hate doesn't come from a you know a good place because someone suffering from something they'll take it on another person you know they'll put them down you know where they are and it's it's not a good thing, but um, absolutely. But to wrap things up, um, one more question now. What's the next yeah. chapter for uh, Georgia Smith? The next chapter for me? Well, at, at this point, anything. <laughs> like, we don't know what's <laughs> going to happen tomorrow. Like, I have mm-hmm. no idea. And, like, this pandemic, unfortunately, seems to be getting worse here in Florida, which mm-hmm. is a bit scary. Like, I don't know if things are going to be going backwards soon. I don't Hope know. not, yeah social media seeing that like this person's got corona this person's got corona and it's like oh god and uh where i'm at is a hot spot so i mean 
I honestly don't know, but um, I've been just trying to put all of my energy into things like positive things, like my dad's page, because that brings mm-hmm. me brings me happiness and it brings other people happiness. Absolutely. It it, it fulfills me, and I don't want to let my dad down, and I don't mm-hmm. stop running his you know the, the bulldog brand, and I want to keep. Absolutely growing and um you know he's got the what his website's gonna open on monday uh, <laughs> i've been working yes yeah, stay tuned uh davy.com um because on instagram i i've you know i started that it's my little baby <laughs> and <laughs> it's i can only do so much on it and people right. laugh, like we want merchandise we want this so it's gonna have my dad's diet it's gonna have his workout it's gonna have his workout dvd um it's gonna have a uk store for items and it's going to have mm-hmm. a U.S. store for items. It's going to have news. Um, do you want to say hi? Oh, my brother's just packing over there. <laughs> I don't know if he's, <laughs> um, he's got a seminar coming up in Orlando. Uh, oh, so, yeah, I heard about that. Did you see that? Yeah, so he's excited about yeah. that. Um, I'm <laughs> really excited about that, and I've got a really good team helping me with it. And I feel yeah. like right now I'm kind of like backed in a corner with – I'm limited to what I can do, you mm-hmm. know? I'm like sure. stuck at home, so it's like I wanna I wanna do something for for my dad and for my family. Absolutely, and I'm really excited to be doing that, and I feel like I'm getting I'm chipping away, you know, taking one step at a time, and uh, hopefully, you know, when it can lead to better things into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. a cool thing to get yeah. get it ready, and um, yeah, and I started I started my dad's Instagram page last January. I kind of wasn't in a good place in my mm-hmm. life, and I wanted to just do something. I wanted there was no platform for my dad. Right. And there was lots of tribute pages and things for him, but I felt like there wasn't enough. And when I made this page for him, it was kind of like a healing process for me, mm-hmm. um, in regards to like posting things of my dad every day. Like I felt close to him, closer to him, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And now it's 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 grown it's grown. so much yeah. yeah as you guys can see and it's opened up different opportunities and business ventures for me that i had no idea i didn't expect anything from it i didn't think hall of fame would happen from it i didn't think mm-hmm. all these things but it's like i just did something positive and just took it day by day and you know you just never know what's going to happen for sure you know you yeah, plant absolutely. a seed and watch it grow overnight and keep watering that seed and you never know what happens and you know here we go, Hall of Fame, and hopefully, you know, everything works out. But um, we like to play a game with everybody on our show, and you have to describe uh, the 10 people that we list off in one word or in one sentence. Okay. Yeah, all right. So, um, the British Bulldog. So, you want me to think of something to go with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you can use a word or a sentence. Okay. So, any word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh Flag. Bret Hart. Canada. <laughs> Davy uh, Boy Smith Jr. Uh, Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> Owen Hart. Comedy. Brian Pillman. Uh, Curly. <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. <clears throat> uh, mullet. Shawn Michaels. Heartbreak. Tyson Kidd. Quick. Stu Hart. Strong. And last but not least, Natalia. Fierce. 
Well, that's wow. But um, thank you for taking the time out of your day to you know join us and make this happen. You know, like I said for recording, I didn't expect it, but um, we I we really appreciate this for sure. And um, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me. I'm on Twitter at Georgia Smith 87. Mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram at Georgia J Smith, and I'm on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/backslash Georgia Smith Seven. I like seven because it's the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use that number a lot. Uh, I think that's it, really. And then you can follow my dad's uh, Instagram. He's got uh, <laughs> at the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith. And he's also got a Twitter, which is at underscore Davy Boy Smith. And then he's got a uh, Facebook, which is just Davy Boy Smith. But um, yeah, I've been trying to grow his his other social medias. We just got to keep yeah, on growing. Yep. Go check it out, everyone. But yeah, Absolutely. thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome.